Hey guys, <clears throat> welcome back to Amir This Music Lifestyle and Entertainment Podcast. Well, today I want to give you a much more deeper insight about my music and uh, my journey in the music and the reason why I do, I do this music. So in the first episode I had already given you briefs of uh, my my career as, uh, as an artist, how I started and how. But today I want to discuss more, a bit more in detail uh, as to why I'm still doing this music. Well, uh, first of all, music for me is like um, it's like a, a, a parent. Well, uh, as uh, as as I was growing up <coughs> um, in my early teen teenage, that was in back when in. In 2007, uh, I had lost my my father. He died, and um, <clears throat> uh, that hit me really hard. Uh, it it put me into a bit of a difficult situation because uh, I wasn't used to not having him around, and uh, um, the uh, the family and everything was disrupted by his demise and so we had to find uh, each and everyone had to find their own way to grieve the loss and um, um, try to adapt to the new reality so this was in 2007 as I said before and uh, I was 13 years old by then um, it uh, the, the death of my father actually pretty much brought about a lot of things in my life so during this time I had uh, trouble I was uh, I was having trouble concentrating in school and doing um, what I was supposed to do at that time and um, I had uh, difficult moments with my family too because they couldn't understand uh, my reactions um, I used to be a true aunt uh, at some point and um, it wasn't fun at all uh, being a true aunt. Um I was actually in that state of rebelling like I was being rebellious and uh, asking a lot of questions like why did it happen to him why us why losing him at that moment why me losing him so I struggled through it and um, uh, for for a minute, uh, it it kind of blew me away, and um, I couldn't have a way to let uh, let let the grief set in, and uh, <clears throat> so I decided to be more interested. I, I took uh, an interest in uh, having to listening to music, and uh, that's when. Uh, I was doing more, a bit more of dancing and all. So during that moment, I was uh, instead of me sitting around and crying, I was actually listening to music and trying to dance to letting all my anger, frustration out with the dance. So I did that <clears throat> until um, when I joined high school. That was in 2009. So well, in 2009. Uh, there was a different shift because we actually moved from where we had we were we were staying where we were living 
and um, my mom had a uh, had made had uh, built a, a, a home for us uh, in Ruai, Nairobi. So <clears throat> we shifted from where we stayed, which was Makongeni, Jogovert, still in Nairobi, and uh, that was near the town and, and the environs. So we had to move from that place to to Ruai. Yeah, so during that time, um, it was a different environment, a uh, different place for me. So it was a bit also um, tough because of adapting to that new life. Uh, still uh, mourning the demise of my father. So it had a bit of, uh, had its own shares of challenges. Yo, so well, um, I started to go to school high school into 2009 joined form one in high school yeah so um during that time i had already due to the shift in the the new relocation i had stopped what i was doing which was dancing and at the same time i was I, i used to play soccer or football so i had to stop everything that i did but uh try to manage myself in this new environment and see what I can do to adjust to the environment too. So in high school um, I started to focus more on studies because I used to love studies quite much too and um, I started trying to put my efforts in books and no co-curricular activities at the moment. So we still continued the 2009 and 10 still on studies 11 uh, things started to be a bit tough because um, at that moment my mom had lost even her job so it was more harder for us because uh, she couldn't uh, manage to cater for my fees so I had to drop out of school and uh, do manual jobs at that time and, uh, So I was doing manual jobs uh, part-time and when I get the money, I take it back to school and um, pay my fees halfway and uh, some I sort it out to the family so we can have a a little something for us that is food and uh, all the necessities required at home. So um, in 2011, that was... uh, hell of a ride for me because things were actually pretty much very tough very tough and uh, I on the on the way I lost the focus of studies anymore because I couldn't manage the frustration of what's happening in our lives at home as for me um, because things were pretty much very hard so again we, we jumped back into what I call it my hiding place and that was still the love for music so I still kept dancing but uh, not professionally at this time um, just doing the normal usual as in uh, taking my time when things started to be a bit hard I went to I switched off to dancing but in the, the last um, let's say the last term of the school period Um, I, my friend, his name is Peter, uh, was actually quite a decent drama, dramist in that sense. So I started 
making these beats on the school lockers and um, we started to chime in the whatever was on your head or say whatever you could say whatever you could rhyme so i started rhyming and then uh, it, it sounded good so um, the guys started uh, pressuring me telling me yo you can do this rap and music yo try be a rapper do something with it so it was like nah it's just school stuff just teen stuff so maybe nah music not for me because i was still handling a lot of issues in my head i couldn't figure and take into seriousness about being in uh, in music or anything but uh, during 2012 that's when the things started becoming real because when uh, i was in the holidays uh, there was a, uh, a certain location a certain venue that uh, us as teens we used to hang out so in that place there was this guy called james and uh, he was fond of this rap music he used to come up uh, with the beats this uh, certain beats that he downloaded and or had of uh, this uh, rappers using so he used to come with them and uh, he used to um, flex with them like uh, rapping yeah so I was like whoa this guy is good is pretty nice on this so one day he challenged me he told me yo can you do anything can you spit and I was like yeah I can do a little bit of a freestyle so he put on this renegade beat that is Eminem and Jay-Z's uh, renegade instrumental and um, all of a sudden I just went nuts on that beat like uh, I I just opened up and wrapped my heart out I wrapped about my life I wrapped about um, having fun we joked on the beat we did a couple of things on that beat and uh, from that point the guys on that uh, hangout spot uh, my friends like were like yo boss stop playing man you can rap go start something so from that point um, I started to consider it a bit more so I went home did a couple of uh, writings and uh, so I was writing and um, uh, engaging myself into that more more momentum of writing and rapping through yeah so i was doing this acapella freestyles and i was jotting down whatever came on my mind so i could uh, remember it so when i was going back to the chill spot now i used to call it kisumundogo <laughs> yeah it, it was pretty much a decent uh, uh local um area so we used to go there you know when i arrived i just blow them up with my freestyle so these guys were like yo stop even rapping over here go record these things are dope these are big hit these are songs that can actually put you on the map i'm like yeah really so i did a couple of those and then found my, another friend of mine he's called alex and uh we set it off so it, it was from this point now uh, that uh, I was actually uh, moving into the direction of actually recording our first song it was uh, pretty much his song but I he, he thought it would be nice if I did the hook and uh, actually wrote the hook for the song so I we we plan everything we head out and uh, he tells me where the studio is where, is, where I can get him 
it was actually in Kahangwe Ndani by that time and this there was this young producer his name was Grunchies so this guy told me like yo you can go to this studio do something with this track and record it blah 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 yeah so I head off to Kahangwe Ndani and um, we meet with Alex head on to the studio but there bad luck there was no electricity in that area at that moment so we couldn't record the song so we had to wait until the right time but it never was the right time then there were never there there actually never was the right time because we never recorded the song so we yeah, are back to the homes <coughs> and the usual freestyles and all Alex was actually in KU um, studying. He was pursuing his course over there. So <clears throat> we never actually got to do something serious. But uh, he was a big he was a big supporter of mine. He used to tell me that I can do something. So they pushed me a lot. But um, actually, you know, it's actually the usual. You got your dope. But um, I had to find my way through these streets through the music industry so with time it uh, we were still moving it's 2013 and no music on that time um uh, that was a, a free free year for me 2013 was a free year so in 2014 i head on to this um this studio in umoja and uh, it's called five star recordings five star records five star records and uh, Jake Reese. So I meet with this producer, and I, I was thinking that I was, I was into this. I was ready for this. I was epic. I was just, um, I'm the new, the new talent in this game. I head over to Jake Reese, and um, we set up a meeting. So I'm, I'm heading to Umoja to see him. Uh, to I had already like. Uh, pre-booked the session but uh it was uh for 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 formality yeah so i went over there when i arrived uh, uh, i was with jay in the studio and uh i had this track and uh so he was telling me yo okay now you are here let's see what you have uh, what you got whoa i started doing my thing but um jay chris was like nope you have to be serious about this you have to be vocal you have to mean what you're saying you have to know how to rap you have to know how to flow do everything and do this do that i was like yo man i'm i'm i think i'm good um and he was like no no man you have to, to want this bad enough so i was thinking what is this guy telling me so in that time jay chris didn't didn't uh didn't force me to to do to record like he didn't take the advantage of just get the money and record and move on with life he actually helped me a lot he told me that uh, yo you're not ready for this until you're good enough to flow you're good enough to write you're good enough to do this music come back so he gave me pointers and i was like yeah i was head down yeah you know how you feel disappointed because you know that uh, man i'm dope what is this guy telling me but uh, actually it took some time thought about it through uh, what he told me and found out it was actually pretty helpful so again on this journey 2014 um, I 
took uh, I took a bow and I left and uh, on 2014 I think it was in the last three months of the year um, that's when I had met uh, I did a couple of uh, research on Facebook and I was on Facebook yeah, checking out this music how it goes uh, blah 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 so this uh, this way I met this amazing and my uh, still my greatest buddy to date his name is Demis um, he's from he's from Greece he's a producer so Demis uh, had this the D12 cipher up on yeah he was posting about it so I was like yo this is dope let me see what I can do I can do with this so Demis told me that okay man you know these ciphers are not free you have to pay them you have to pay like a hundred dollars to join so I'm like yo hundred dollars man I don't have that kind of money with me right now so what am I going to do I told him um, I don't have the cash and the guy told me like you it's not it's okay you no need to feel the pressure okay what you can do if you bring me like set of three four to five guys who can pay for the cipher for the slots I'll put you on for free man I couldn't sleep on that time so I took on to this Facebook streets try to find this uh, serious uh, rappers who can just join the cypher so I can put myself in there I can win myself a slot did my campaign did my campaign push the push the the, the campaign for the cypher so I pushed this campaign and then luckily I got like a bunch of uh, random artists from everywhere from Slovakia um, from uh, you, the US from the UK from Scotland and all so and um, yeah the cipher was born so I had a slot and uh, Demis took me in so he did the cipher and I was like yo I've done the cipher with the D, with the D12 and the G unit affiliate I'm like whoa this is dope man I'm going to be the greatest rapper right now so I was uh, in my in my mind I was like yeah I've, I was getting this hype and uh, this uh, feeling of uh, greatness coming through but um, sadly enough the the cipher did well overseas but at 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 uh, at, at Kenya um, because I didn't have the connection I didn't have anybody to to put them on on the cipher I didn't have any leads to any media to anything um, the cipher didn't pop off I didn't pop off over here but overseas I was like yo everybody knows Swahili boy but that time I was known the uh, Swahili boy I hope you can remember on my first episode I told you about that so everybody knows about Swahili boy on Facebook man I'm this huge artist so I'm starting to getting this foreign request from everywhere like yo Swahili boy you had a UA your us was dope yo yo that kind of uh, hype and uh, buzz so um yeah we did the cipher now on um uh, a little reverse on that cipher what actually happened when jay told me to go jay chris told me to go and work on myself i did and this this the moment when i came back and recorded the verse the cipher verse on the on his on his studio 
and um, actually sent the files over to Damis to do the mixing and mastering of the whole track so I'm back at Jake Reeves and now I recorded as a verse and now you can see that I'm putting in that effort and he was actually pretty much uh, impressed but um, it was only that and uh, from that point um, things started to move a little bit slower and uh, nothing really had um, the momentum was slow because uh, you know music you need finances you need money to do everything that uh, is required of you to do so because I didn't have the, the, the cash I didn't have the know-how I didn't have the leads the connections on how to go about it I had to take it slow and learn so we're still with them is the Greek producer I'm still with Jake Reese trying to give me pointers but uh, you know if you don't have money nobody can come in and invest in something they they don't see the returns that can be valuable to them so we're still with Damis Rowe blah 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 moved on moved on and actually in 2015 um, I had a, a lucky lucky at that moment so I I came about uh, my granny yeah she's a bit well off so she supported me but she didn't know that i was actually using the money that she was giving uh, me to do music so in 2015 i was staying over at her place while working and um that's when uh, i started doing music really like uh, seriously researching everything and all that's when I went through two records that's where I met GKV after the connection with Asmum Ponda the Tanzanian artist so that's when we met and uh, I did my my first uh, my first track yeah and that, and that track was known as uh, my way but actually man that track uh, had bars but the delivery the flow was out of this world it wasn't good enough <laughs> pretty much it was a bit of a wacko so GKV I recorded it and, and they told me yo bro I'll, I, okay you pay for the session you've paid for the studio but uh, what I can tell you for real man you're not ready for being a rapper because you don't know the basics you don't know the foundation so what I can urge you to do research on how to flow how to write your verses how to stay on a beat because i was off beat everything like uh, a, a rookie a proper rookie on this so i had to take another blow but actually these blows were actually the the games that built me to who i am today so i took on the the l as usual and i went did my research because my grits on this music personally was it was and it still is unstoppable so I went I went did my research learn how to rap blah 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 then came this time that I was perfecting my skill and uh, I was actually pretty getting into the the game that's when I recorded the song what's anger on under GKV in show records and that was my first uh, track that was pretty much uh, decent but um, due to lack of, uh, let's say, um, presence, let's say online presence that led to the track not being heard and not move 
to the certain extent that I had hoped it would because I on that time during that moment I lost my phone yeah so I stayed I became in this I I had this blackout ah. I had this blackout or the social media blackout so I couldn't spread the word so um took me like a two three months blackout that serious time loss so the two three months I had to <coughs> find another way so I got a new phone and by this time re- I was still writing and still um, practicing my skills and perfecting my skills so I, I had few tracks jotted down that's when I went back and recorded a song like um, Authentic by that time now I'm rebranded myself from Evil Bliss um, now uh, I've, I've, <laughs> how can I put this I rebranded myself from Swahili Boy to Evil Bliss so I have this dope trap known as Authentic recorded under JKV in True Records so this track is massive I, I have this feeling that this track is going to blow now this is the track so I pushed the track pushed the track yeah it actually pretty much got the decent traction that required to made uh, to make a, uh, a name for itself and a name for me Later, during that, I think it was late on 2016-15, earlier, that's when Designer dropped this, <coughs> excuse, dropped this, um, his hit track, Panda, and that's when everything went haywire, ballistic, everybody was ballistic with Panda, so, at this moment still, we, we are keeping in touch with Demis, the Greek producer. So Demis um, remade the beat, the panda beat, and say and uh, sent sent it to me and told me, yo, you can do something on this. Yeah, and I told him, yeah, I'm good. I can jump on it. So that's when I wrote the third track that uh, that I I still I still give it a hundred percent best track that I ever recorded. So I did this track known as Simba because designer did Panda, now I did Simba and uh, this Simba was a track uh, with a message uh, you can't put anyone down, you can't put somebody whose focus is 100%, somebody who still has the passion and the desire to grow, to develop, to learn <clears throat> and be better, the better version of themselves. So that's the reason why I record the song Panda, uh, Simba and uh, to set the message straight to everyone who was doubting my journey at that time the track got massive rotation like um yeah not on mainstream media but uh, in as an in independently the track was good and made my and made my title my name evil bliss a bit notable to some and to some people and to some extent that um now the Kenyan market was like uh, the independent market was like yeah we we know you we know you guy you know you 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 can spit you're a rapper so that's when everything started building up from that point so um got up and uh, did back to back tracks I recorded another track known as uh, Good Old Love from that point. Um, it was a good track, decent track actually. 
yeah so i have i had this now i had this army building up i had this fan base coming up so everything was setting in well and i was pretty much excited <coughs> so um when this uh, this this momentum was keeping was still keeping on and uh, i found myself even being placed on newspapers and uh, media media houses that's when uh that's when we linked up with uh, gabo underscore did the uh, don't for you track which uh, was placed on re- on a mainstream radio station in here in nairobi and it was actually pretty pretty hell of a tune that uh, gave me confidence boosted my 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 persona in the music so i did a couple of um a couple of runs with that track and uh, it was actually the best track uh, in 2016 for me so okay this everything has a, has has a, has a way of planning itself out and that was pretty much the detail and um before i finalize on this podcast i'd like to say that uh, <clears throat> during all this struggling and pushing through this music the the reason why i still do music is the real pointer uh, i chose music to fill the void that my dad left and i think it has it has done a pretty good job because um i still uh i still wish he was here but at the same time things happen for a reason without uh, him gone i couldn't discover <coughs> the real passion the real purpose of me being here and um, i found that through music so anybody can be a singer can be a rapper but for me it's not about being the best or being the superstar it's about still continuing my dream still continuing my life and uh, appreciating life through music because music is like a parent to me so i'm still striving still learning to make my parent proud and that is the music for me i want to do music to be somebody to help um to build this platform for others to to channel out their their the talents their passion their dreams because uh, parents hold our hands um when we are still toddlers until when we are able to cater for our own self So for me music is nothing but uh, that parent still holding me to build my career to build my life and I'm grateful for having music as a part of my life. So without further ado I do appreciate much each and everyone each and every listener that takes time to listen to this to my podcast. And um let's get interactive and I appreciate you all. Amir signing out. Thanks.